Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies. And in this episode, we will be getting one step closer to completing a franchise that we started covering back in May. We've been working our way up through the last couple of months to get to the new one, which is coming out next month, in the month of October. Uh, So this is going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, which is the prequel to the remake. This came out in 2006, three years after the remake. And uh, we're going to get into that. I'll just give you a full spoiler warning right now. You shouldn't care about spoilers (laughs) because... It's terrible, so just stick around, hear all the spoilers, it doesn't matter, you're fine, and we're going to we're gonna do this, we're going to do this. I mean, I already told you what I thought of it. Tim, did you like Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning? N- not at all. Not <laughs> at all. This is such a nothing movie. It is insane how like pointless and forgettable it is. I, it is when for- I started... Oh, Tim, this like, is so forgettable. I knew I had seen this before. I knew I'd seen it before. And I didn't remember a single goddamn thing. So I had thought that I'd seen it before. Then uh, I started watching it and started going, maybe I haven't seen it before? And then I just watched it yesterday, and I'm still not sure if I've seen it. Because I don't remember a goddamn thing. It is so, like, in and out. It, yeah, it's insane. I'll, 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 like, after the setup, there's the first half an hour, which is mostly pretty well defined. Once they mm-hmm. actually get taken by the you know by Ermy's character, the bad guys, and go to the house, it just all kind of blurs together for the next hour. Like it just keeps going. Nothing's really happening, uh, and then there's a couple of kills, and mm-hmm. it ends just kind of there, and nothing, nothing. We've not achieved anything. It's it's got that prequel syndrome where mm-hmm. it feels the need to tell us how Ermy got his cop uniform. So we get that origin story. We get the origin of uh, Leatherface and A, how he was born. We'll get to more than that in a minute. We'll, we'll get to how he got his mask. And also, and this is the one that really baffled my head, that they really had to feel that they had to answer. They gave us the origin of this family being cannibals. Like, oh, yeah. how they decide to start eating people. Because like, they weren't at the start of this movie. And then Ermie's like, oh, we're never going to be starving again. We're going to start eating people. And it's like this moment, and I'm like, no, why are you doing this? Just, just They've always been this way. Just say they've always been this way. So I, many questions that no one was asking and yeah, being no, answered. No one was asking <laughs> any of this. It is god-awful. Right, so let's just start at the start. I want to talk about the opening okay. opening scene of this, Timmy. Okay. Because we start in the, uh, the, 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 the slaughterhouse... And there's a oh there's a cat and there's a there's a woman working and she's in labour and the evil foreman's telling her to you know work harder or whatever and then her water breaks we see her like violently shake and her water's breaking and she's on she falls to the floor and she's violent she's in pain this baby's damn near killing her and I'm like are you kidding me we're, we're seeing like the water and the blood like run down her leg and you're saying that oh he was already violent in the womb that's how that's how terrifying Leatherface is like. Honestly, Tim, this was so stupid that I was half expecting a little chainsaw to come through from the inside of the stomach and like saw out from the in- inside. I like my question is: Did she know that she was pregnant, or like why the hell was she still working if she was that close to labor? And how shitty is her boss that he doesn't like care that she's about to give birth? Well, I think that and... was the point. I think the the point was that the, the boss was so terrible that he was making her work. 
it was like just so like on the nose like you know oh the like the backstory of this kid it, it's like oh no I, I always just assumed like you know from the other movies he was just you know like a normal person but you know raised in this kind of backwoods crazy cannibalistic you know town and family or, or whatever and that's all you need to know it you don't have to give everything a huge like you know from the moment he was born it, it, you know things were rough and like mm-hmm. you said yeah he was violent and crazy in the womb and uh. Right, so the foreman apparently just dumps him in a in a dumpster somewhere yeah. <laughs> where the mother finds him and takes him back to the house. And despite this, he ends up working at the same slaughterhouse with the same foreman once he's an who, adult. Like, hasn't aged. <laughs> who hasn't aged, of course. No. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing, so the, the slaughterhouse is shutting down, right? We're, we're at this point, this, this town's becoming a ghost town, the slaughterhouse is finally closing shop, and this other guy who's working there is like... Uh, that that Thomas uh, hell it's still out there, uh, and you know he's just he's he's got like this Hannibal Lecter mask on. He's not got his leather face yet, so he's got this sort of lower mouth mask thing. And so he's, stupid. And he's just beating meat. He's just beating meat and chopping <laughs> meat because uh, that's what he likes to do. And uh, he's like, "All right, go and tell him to leave." And he's like, "Me?" And he goes <laughs> he goes down, and he's like, "Yeah, you have to leave now, now, Thomas. Yeah, you have to go." And blah blah blah. And you know they, they, they talk about him behind his back, in front of his face, really harshly. Um, and lo and behold, Leatherface ends up killing the, the foreman. Uh, he comes back later and does that. And then, of course, finds a chainsaw. And it's like this, you know, biblical <laughs> moment where he finds a chainsaw for the first time. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'll take that. And, you know, he walks he walks home and, with his chainsaw. And again, it's so much better when the chainsaw is just like a weapon he uses. Like, he uses it because... He doesn't see people as people. He sees them as meat, and it's just the chainsaw is just a tool he uses. Like it doesn't need to be this big epic, like you know, sword in the stone thing where it's mm. like, oh, it was meant to be. It's like and, no, it's just a tool he uses. Are they implying that he's never killed anyone before this? So this was the first time he snapped and killed someone. <laughs> I that's what I assumed, but at the same time, it's not like they really showed him being a normal person who snaps. It's like from the moment you see him chopping the meat you it's like oh he looks like a deranged yeah, killer there's no subtlety and you can tell this was felt this was made during the, the saw boom oh yeah a lot of frantic yeah. little shots here or there no it's not quite as bad as saw but you can tell it's sort of aping some of that style there's some of it creeping in now i i think this might be the worst leather face has looked in the movie so far i, I don't like this mask uh it I don't know much about wrestling, but wasn't there a wrestler that kind of looked like this? Uh, was it like Mankind or something that kind of had like a similar mask and kind of uh, similar hair? Kind of, yeah. Okay, so, similar, hair, I, similar hair, certainly. I'd argue the mask is a bit different, but yeah, I can see where okay. you're going with it. I, I don't know much about wrestling, but that's uh, it kept popping in, in my head. Oh, the thing is, though, mankind's not seven foot tall. <laughs> True. <laughs> All like this dude. Uh, which, this is something that both this and the, the Halloween remake had to do. It's like, oh, this make him seven foot five. He's a monster. Yeah. He's giant. He's huge. It's like, 
you know what? He doesn't have to be huge to be scary when he's wielding a chainsaw. Which, by the way, yeah. <laughs> of course this is the first one with more than one chainsaw kill. Now, admittedly, <laughs> I don't remember counting them in two or three, so I might be wrong here, right? But there wasn't a lot, because we this became a running joke for us, where... We yeah. got to like we got to four in the remake. It's like these still only have one chainsaw kill each. The first one only has one chainsaw kill. Two or three may have one or two more. I'm not sure, but it's been a thing where there's hardly any chainsaw kills. This one has four. Yeah. Plus two leg amputations. <laughs> Again, another uh, question that no one <laughs> wanted answered. Yeah, hey, how'd yeah. that guy from the other movie lose his legs? <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. You see him walking around in this. I'm like, oh, great. We're going to get the story of how he lost his legs. Why is he in a wheelchair in the next movie yeah. or in the, the previous movie? And it's like, no one cares. And th- this is why I hate prequels. It's just this, like, oh, let's answer every possible thing that could be answered when yeah. some of it's just better left in imagination. It just is. It, yeah. is, oh, it annoys me so much. Especially with like horror movies, you know, I I don't want to say that you know people should be lazy or anything, but I do feel like it, you know, with horror movies, you can kind of get away with having a sequel, just you know, having like the same kind of plot as the first one. You know, hey, uh, teens get lost and the killer chases them. To you be know? fair, like, it, it actually is the same plot outside of the few <laughs> things we've mentioned. Yeah, but yeah. you don't need to do this, like, all this prequel nonsense where... Oh, no, you don't. Uh, yeah, a sequel would have... I mean, it may have still been a terrible movie, but it would have been at least not the, the annoying prequel elements that yeah. we're talking about. Um, which, I guess, leads us to our, our, our heroes, our, our teens. <laughs> well, not teens, they're 20-something, but... So we have two couples. <sighs> two, the two guys are brothers. They have their two girlfriends. Jordana Brewster, of course, is a... You know, this is right in between before Fast and the Furious got big. So she's, you know, she's not really a star now either, but at least she's got a steady paycheck from those movies. Uh, she's your main girl here. You've got her boyfriend who's going back to Vietnam. Because again, it's, it's set just before the, you know, it's set in like the early 70s. Uh, and, or maybe the late 60s actually. I don't know. I don't know if it was clear. I don't know if it told me at the start of the movie. I, it, it does say at some point it, it was 60... I, I think 67, but I could be wrong. Yeah, because uh, I think at the end it said 68 to 73, they killed however many something people. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, but, the, uh, yeah, one thing that I didn't need in this movie was, like, some little political <laughs> aspect. Not that it gets, like, super political, but I don't need, like, our main heroes talking about Vietnam and using racial slurs and stuff. Yeah, I definitely didn't need the, the racial slurs. I... I wouldn't really say it was political because I don't think that was the. I, I think yeah, like typically, if this sort of stuff comes up, it could be a political discussion. I think here though, it's really just oh, this is like the the, the shallow attempt at giving one of them an arc where the younger brother yeah. doesn't want to go to Vietnam. <laughs> he's 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 ready to like burn his his uh his what, what card would you call it the draft card draft card yeah. yeah, and he's ready to go to Mexico so that he doesn't have to go and fight in Vietnam, and his older brother's disappointed in him. It's a point of contention. Um, and then, of course, they just, like, a random biker chick pulls them over with a shotgun, tries to rob them. They had a cow as well, by the way. That's, that's what happens here. That's why they stop. It was insane how, like, and again, re-watching this, I remembered nothing from it. And, you know, when this biker chick is, you know, driving up next to him, I'm like, 
okay, uh, so she's going to be like the badass character that you know is going to work with them to try to you know take down this family. No, she's killed in like two seconds. Actually, because obviously Aramis shows up in the cop car and he do, he basically just does the same thing he did in the first movie where he, he torments all the kids uh, yeah. by being in charge, but also like kind of groping the girl a little bit and just generally being disgusting. But it's worth mentioning, his his scene where he kills the sheriff and takes his outfit, there's like no build-up to it whatsoever. He just does it. Yeah. Well, there's, there's no tension, there's no suspense, and... Like, they're there to capture, uh, you know, Leatherface after he's killed the guy and he's just walking up the road with a chainsaw and the sheriff's trying to talk him down. And, of course, he leaves his shotgun not locked in the car. Like, <laughs> it's just on the dashboard. And Eremy yeah. just pulls it out, shoots the, the sheriff, and it's just like that. And I'm like, okay, so what prompted that? Like, you, you're telling me that they weren't, like, cannibals and stuff before now? And we start the movie with him shooting the sheriff? It's like, well, you have to... Oh, he shot the 